Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. There's much to learn about walking with God, walking in faith, walking in victory, but Uh, One of the most basic foundational truths is that God's plan is victory, not defeat, not that you be conquered, but that you be more than a conqueror. You know, more than a conqueror is a superlative term. You know, a conqueror is good. You won. But more than? What's that? (laughs) Well, More than a conqueror means you make the enemy wish he had never messed with you. (laughs) Not only did you win, but you told everybody he wasn't big enough to do it. And then they were inspired by your victories and they got free as well. And the enemy's going, man, I should have never messed with them. How many do I have in here? More than conquerors. How many do I have all over in the big class? Outside of the camera, uh, said out loud, I am, I am more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. I, am an I am an overcomer through Christ my Lord. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Amen. I'm a, I'm a winner. I'm an overcomer. And I'm more than an overcomer. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, and come into the class with us today. Uh, Turn off everything else. Don't don't try to do a bunch of other things while you do this. Give the Lord your full attention, and you'll get answers and help today. Lord, all of us agree together as touching this, asking for the utterance of your Holy Spirit, asking for ears that can hear it and hearts that can understand it, asking, Lord, for fresh manna uh, from you today that feeds us and, and strengthens us and delivers us as only you can. We ask you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. If you would go, please, in the scriptures to Hebrews, the third chapter. We've been on a series for a number of weeks now that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. And what you'll find, unbelief is, uh, and when I say unbelief, I'm talking about this unpersuadable unbelief, is about the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Now, I know that's a big statement. You might say, well, Brother Keith, I mean, you know, a terminal disease, wouldn't that be worse? No, God can heal terminal diseases. You might say, well, what about, you know, I'm facing bankruptcy and i got no money. God can provide. What if I'm in danger? God can protect. Is that right? There's nothing that, that the almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, 
can't do as far as healing, delivering, protecting, helping, unless you won't believe him and you won't trust him. And that would put you in a place where even though he has the power to help you, he can't help you without overriding your will and contradicting his word, and he won't do that. So unbelief is about the worst thing that could happen to any human being. In fact, refusing to believe in Jesus would cost you eternal life. And there is not a worse thing that could happen to any human being. So go ahead and state it and affirm it. Say, I refuse, I refuse to, be unbelieving. to be unbelieving. I choose, I choose to, trust to trust my God. I am, I am a, believer. a believer. Hallelujah. Now, not, not just a believer in anything and everything, a believer in God, a believer in his son Jesus, a believer in his word. And he talks about that here in uh, Hebrews 3, 7. He said, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. And he, he repeats that in this chapter and the next uh, two, three, four times. Don't harden your heart. Why keep saying that? Because... If you choose to reject light, it has a blinding and dulling effect on you. It is dangerous to see and know something and then say, I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know it. Don't talk to me about it. And, and to push it away and reject it because if that was the truth and you don't want the truth, what else is there to believe? Besides truth, only lies. And so if you reject the truth, then, and you say, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that to be true. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to deal with that. Well, then the enemy will come immediately and go, well, here's something else you can believe. And he will give you his lies. And what that does is that uh, there, there, there was a time when you knew the truth. But then over time, if you don't walk in it, you forget what you saw, James says. And you, you can get to the point where you, you forget that you knew the truth. And you start believing these things that are not true. It's a dangerous thing not to walk in the light that we have. And so uh, he, he's saying, don't harden your heart. Don't push away the truth. Uh, even though it may be uncomplimentary <laughs> to you or me. When, when we see truth, it can involve the truth that we have come short, the truth that we have messed up, that we need to change, that we need to repent. But if we'll accept that, God's grace will come, and that will lead to our freedom from it. Hallelujah. Freedom. The truth even though initially it may require repentance, it will, in the end, make you free if you'll receive it and walk in it. Uh, go ahead and say it out loud. Lord, Lord I, love I love the truth. I want the truth. I want the truth. No matter what, <laughs> I receive truth. Amen. Well, he goes on to say, verse 10, I was grieved with that generation and said, 
they do always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. Verse 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. So he's saying what happened to that first generation of Israelites that, God, that Moses led out of Egypt, intending to take them to the promised land. What happened to them is they were robbed of the plan of God, of the promised land. This 19th verse in this same third chapter says, so we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Unbelief kept them out of the will of God. Now that is a big thing. Is there something that could prevent the will of God from coming to pass in your life? See, there's a lot of church-going people that go, oh, no, no, no. If it's God's will, it's going to happen. And that's simply not what this book says. If you believe the Bible, then you can't believe that. According to this word, God had ordained that they go into the promised land. The plans were made before the foundation of the world. But they didn't go in. Now, their children went in. So ultimately, God accomplished what he wanted to do, but just not with them. And so when you say, well, God's ultimate plan will be done, it will. But that doesn't mean you or I have to be a part of it. Hmm? And even though it was his will for them to be a part of it, they wouldn't listen to him. They wouldn't obey him. They wouldn't believe him. They wouldn't trust him. And that's what it says there. He said, uh, I was grieved with that generation. Uh, now, that's a quote from Psalm 95. Psalm 95, 7, I'll read this to you in the uh, uh, God's Word translation. Psalm 95, 7, uh, God's Word translation says, If only you would listen to him today. <laughs> that is the biggest problem on the planet. Now that's a giant statement, isn't it? We say the biggest it is absolutely the biggest problem on the planet. What? Won't listen. People won't listen. Won't listen to God. He said, if only you would listen to him today. If if as some people imply, God is in complete control of everything and everybody, why doesn't he make them listen? Why doesn't he make them do what they should do? Because he won't. He's given us free will. So he's actually pled with people before. Isn't that something? The Almighty pleading with his creation? Won't you listen to me? <laughs> Please listen to me? That's because he's love. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that? Verse 8, he says, Do not be stubborn. Like my people were at Meribah, like the time at Massa in the desert. Now, one reason I'm reading this is because that's our next point to study. And so he says, don't be stubborn like they were there. Stubbornness is a, a, a main characteristic of unbelief. He said, your ancestors challenged me and tested me there. Although they had seen what I had done. You know, it is unreasonable to act like God can't do something for you when you've seen him do it scores of times. Right? 
So what's going on there? If, you know, all of the ten mighty signs and wonders that happened in Egypt, that Pharaoh would have never let them go, but he had no choice. I mean, the signs and wonders brought the mightiest empire in the world at that time to its knees. And finally, they were saying, please leave, leave now and take our money and go. Don't wait till tomorrow. And, and they did. And uh, God split the Red Sea and he brought, he, he made the bitter water sweet and he brought manna out of the sky. And I mean, thing after thing after thing. But then every time a need came up, they're like, oh, we're not going to make it. Not going to make it. We're all going to die out here. Well, you didn't die the last 15 times. Why assume we're going to die now? This was a problem. And having an unbelieving heart is a serious, most serious character flaw. Do you hear that? It's a heart problem. It's a character flaw. And notice the next phrase that he said. He said, uh, your ancestors challenged me and tested me there, although they had seen what I had done. For 40 years, I was disgusted with those people. <laughs> now, that's the God's Word translation. That word, you know, you see in Hebrews, he said, I was grieved with that generation. And that's where they're getting that from. But that word grieve is also translated loathe, to loathe or to detest. Now, one of the reasons we're camping on this, we want to know how God sees this. And you can see right here, uh, Jesus reproved his disciples as strong about this as anything because of their unbelief and hardness of heart. You remember that? He, reproved, he rebuked them. Real strong with them. Why? Well, number of reasons. For one, this can rob you of the will of God. How important is that? It can prevent God's will from coming to pass in your life. It can prevent you from enjoying good things that He intended. He intended they enjoy the promised land. And so He said uh, uh, it, it grieved Him. It, it, he, was, uh, he loathed what they were doing. Well, I want to be as far from that as possible. How about you? Right? I don't want God to look at me and, and detest how I'm acting. What does he detest? What does he loathe? What grieves him? Unpersuadable, rebellious, stubborn, disobedient, unbelief. He despises it. How about you? Me too. Somebody say me too. He, he don't like it. I don't like it. Is that right? Somebody say, he doesn't like it? I don't like it. Don't like what? Unbelief. Unbelief. It irritated the master when he was on the earth. You know, more than once he would say, uh, unbelieving generation, how long will I put up with you? It was irritating to him. Why? Because even though there's forgiveness for it, there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for doubting a God who's never lied. Is that right? Never lied, never failed. Is that right? Faithful God who keeps covenant, always got your best interest at heart and mind. There's no excuse 
for doubting him. And every time something comes up, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Well, he came through the last hundred times. I know, but that was then. We, we just don't know about now. No, you got a problem. Is that right? It ain't God that's got a problem. You got a problem. Said out loud, I refuse, I refuse to, be to be that way. Unbelieving. Unbelieving. Disobedient. disobedient not, trusting not trusting my faithful God. My faithful God. I, refuse I refuse to be that way. So he goes on to say, uh, so I said, verse 10, they are a people whose heart continued to say, to stray. They have not learned my ways. And that's why I angrily took this oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Unbelievers will not experience miracles. Unbelievers will not experience divine healings. Are you listening? Unbelievers will not, will not experience divine protection from situations. Unbelievers won't experience the blessings of God and the favor of God materially and physically and financially. Were they not robbed of the entire will and plan and life that God had for them? He said, I, I picked out a land for you. It's beautiful. It's watered with the rains of heaven. It's got uh, precious metals that you can mine. It's got uh, houses you didn't build, wells you didn't dig, orchards you didn't plant. And they enjoyed none of it. None of it. Not one day did they enjoy in it. They never even saw their houses. They never spent any time in their land. They wandered around out there in the bleak, desolate Dry desert. The psalmist said, the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Hmm? That's literally what happened to them, right? The rebellious dwell in a dry land. Aren't you glad you're not rebellious? Is that right? Not rebellious. Not rebellious. So uh, that's what he's talking about in uh, Hebrews. He's actually quoting this in Psalm 95. Now go with me, if you would, over to Numbers, the 20th chapter, we've, we've taken one by one the uh, uh, 10 and now 11 through 15 of these incidents where the first generation of Israelites that came out of Egypt failed to trust God. And what, what we need to know is uh, every challenge in life is an opportunity to show God we trust Him. Is that right? You know, faith is the substance or the foundation of things hoped for or expected. It's the evidence of what? Things not seen. And so when you don't see and you don't see how and you don't understand from where how you could get out of it, where you can get what you need, that's a challenge, right? And there will always be challenges in life. And so when you get to that point, tell me what's going on. Hmm? Huh? It's an opportunity to cry. Huh? And feel sorry for yourself. Is that right? And go, why me? Why me, God? Why me? Huh? 
Well, you can go that way. <laughs> but it's a bad idea because when you get through crying and moaning and groaning, it ain't going to be any better. Is that right? In fact, it'll make it worse and you'll be stuck in that situation. We saw uh, previous lessons here at Faith School. They were, uh, these people were prone to murmuring, the scripture said, murmuring. And that word murmur means to remain permanently. <laughs> Isn't that an interesting thing? It also means to grumble. But I, when the first time I read that definition, I was scratching my head. I thought, huh? What? I thought it meant to grumble. It does, but it tells you what the grumbling will do to you. The grum, if you're grumbling about something, you're staying there. You are not coming out of it as long as you are complaining about it. But faith, on the other hand, it calls those things that be not as though they were. Well, that's not grumbling about what you see. It's calling into being. Is that right? What you don't see. And thank you. It's a completely different way of responding and thinking and talking and living. The just every step will walk by faith, will live by faith and overcome by faith. So uh, in studying these accounts, one by one, we're seeing all the characteristics of unbelief. And we, got for, we started at the Red Sea there in Exodus, and then we came to number 10th event was Kadesh Barnea, where they sent the 12 spies into the land. And that was where it kind of came to a head, that uh, the Lord knows the end from the beginning. He knows if people are going to change and if they're not. And he knew they're not. And sure enough, it didn't matter how many opportunities they had. Every challenge, they immediately slid into this, we're never going to make it, we're all going to die, mad, complaining, blaming. Did they have to do that class? Did they have to do it? No. No matter how bad the circumstances, it's still a choice how I respond. And instead of being hopeless, instead of just throwing up my hands and, and being mad and cussing and complaining and blaming and all that junk, I could do something else, right? I could look to God, right? Believe it's possible for Him to help me and reach out and trust Him. You can do it. Anybody can do it if they choose to. Believing's a choice. Say it out loud, believing's a choice. Believing's a choice. And, I and I choose not to doubt, not to, doubt, not to, fear, not to fear, but to trust, but to trust and, believe. and believe. Amen. It's a choice. And so we saw then the uh, 11th episode was Korah's rebellion. And then we saw uh, the 12th episode had to do with um, uh, Aaron's rod that budded. And now we're up to 13. And numbers, 13, numbers 20 is episode 13. Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month, and the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died and was buried there. And you'll find before the chapter is over, Aaron dies as well. And this is Moses' sister and brother. And you'll find that uh, there's a lot of pressure 
on Moses in this situation and a lot of things going on. We'll see it when we get to that part. But um, everybody's human. Everybody's got feelings. And it, every day is, a, is a, a new day. And every challenge is what? Come on, help me out, class. Every challenge is what? An opportunity. You're going to go one way or the other, right? <laughs> You're going to go one way or the other. And, and the thing is, we'll see in this chapter, Moses went the wrong way. As fine a man as he was and is. As great a man as he was. On this time, he missed it. He went the wrong way. And uh, what, what are our scriptures telling us in the New Testament? Hebrews and 1 Corinthians is telling us, don't let this happen to you. Amen. Right? Over and over again, it's saying, be warned. Uh, these are examples. And so... Uh, you can't just live on yesterday. You know, maybe you did good yesterday, right? Maybe, boy, you were wound up, full of faith, and made the right choice, and did the right thing. But uh, the enemy is a persistent cuss. Do you know what I mean by that? He, uh, he will have his evil spirits work on you to try to wear you down for 20 years about something. And we think that's a long time, but the spirits that have been around for millennia, that's no time at all. And so, uh, just like a predator, because then the scriptures say the devil goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Well, predators, they look for opportunities where the prey is separated from the pack, where the prey is weak, injured, slow, and that's the time. Pounce on them and get them. Not when they're surrounded with all their crew. Not when they're the strongest and right they've ever been. Now you better wait till another time, right? You're gonna get hurt doing that. But uh, but when you are weakened, and you got to watch about that because the enemy. He's always watching for when you're at a low point, when you are worn, you're weary, and then he can try to hit you all at once and get you to just throw up your hands and go, it's just too much. It's too much. I can't. I just can't handle it. And you can go down like that. And that's precisely what he did with Moses. It was just had been wearing and pushing and pressure and on and on and on and on and the enemy poured it on him, and he messed up. But the good news about this, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We even know what we're talking about. It is that right? And we're, we're forearmed and forearmed and built up from the word in this. Said out loud, the Lord helps me. And by his grace, I won't fall. He's able to make me stand and not fall. And stand, I will. And stand I will by the grace of God. Grace of God. I'm, strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And, of his might. and he, always, he always, always, always causes me, causes me to, triumph. to triumph. Oh, hallelujah. Do you believe it, class? Yes. Do you believe it? Well, our time's up again. It clicks by pretty quickly, doesn't it? And uh, 
you need to come back tomorrow because we just started. We didn't even finish reading the text. So you got to come. We got to finish reading the text tomorrow. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.